yesterday. Yeah. We were fortunate enough to see Devin Gilfillian. Yes, Devin Gilfillian. Yes. And the reason I'm bringing it up again is because they announced that he was just in Portland to do this kind of private show for the radio station. Yep. Maybe private's a strong word, but... Yeah, because a lot of people were listening to it, I would imagine. Was it being broadcast out live? He made it seem like it was, but it, it was. also... Oh, it was. No, I don't know, actually. I, I'm guessing it is, just because it's a radio station, and I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think it was, but Maybe I could it be wasn't. Wrong. I don't know. But in any event, they also say that he's coming back in October. Uh-huh. And I thought I had seen something about that, but I wasn't completely sure... Yeah. When we got our picture taken with him, I said something like, we're going to try to see you when you come back to town. Yeah. But, I mean, we're not going to take pictures and he won't remember us. Right. But I searched online mm -hmm. and I think he's coming back on the 19th. Uh -huh. Tickets are only 20 bucks. Wow. What do you think about that? Uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know how my schedule is going to be, but... Well, presumably it's going to be at night, babes. I know. I'm just saying I don't know how my schedule is going to be. But... There have been occasions yeah. where people have gone out in the evening and have lived to tell the tale. I know, Bubs. I know. I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> I guess... The... I typically don't go to concerts on weekdays if I have something going on the next day. Okay, let me rephrase this for you. Okay. Would you be interested in going to see Devin Gilfillian live again? Possibly. Okay. And I know you're not going to know your schedule in October until probably early September. Yeah. So presumably we would want to get tickets before then. So how do we contextualize this? I don't know. Um, do you have any ideas? Because if it was just me, I'd get the tickets. Okay. Um. I I have to think about that because it is it's not even July yet. Right. It, it's going to be July tomorrow. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, right. Today's Friday. I keep right. thinking it's Saturday. <laughs> it's Friday. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's white. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's somebody else's birthday that we won't talk about. Oh, oh that one lady. Uh, you had the falling out with. Yeah. Well, rather, she had the falling out with me. Right. Not, not the other way around. So, when should we revisit this? Um, maybe tomorrow before you go. Okay. Yeah, I think what's going to happen tomorrow is I'm going to miss the first part of the Blues Festival mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, we're going to be doing stuff and recording and I want to drop my bags or my bag rather off at my place. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it'll only be the first show or two. Yeah. 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 And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on besides, you know, there's, there are other shows um, I mean, depending on what what stage you're gonna go to, right? Mm -hmm. There's the thing. I, the thing that is that I don't like is when Kabu broadcasts it. They don't broadcast everything. I know, but in their defense, yeah. it would be a little bit difficult because there's usually two shows going on at once. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's a little bit hard. And I remember with Saint Paul and the Broken Bones because you know I like to down the download the Kabu stuff. Uh huh. They didn't allow their shut to be broadcast on the radio. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But they were like the, the biggest act, though. They're, yeah, they were they, headlining that. They night. were heading, yeah. They were good, the little JLO. Little JLO. Yes. Yeah. And I want you to come with me, mm -hmm. but you could also just stay home and listen to it if you wanted to. 
That is true. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would, I, I have to think about this. It's not going to be the same though. It won't be the you. same though. It won't, but 90 degree weather is, it's hard to be in for nine hours. It is. And this is your last chance to see Buddy Guy. That's true, but I can't see everybody. <laughs> so, well, I, I have to think about it. I haven't made my decision. Um, I haven't made my um, my decision yet. Mm -hmm. So I'll think about it. It would be a shame if I missed the shows this year. Yeah. But, you know, there are times where you do have to sacrifice some time. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. But you also do want to live your life and have experiences that are worth talking about. There's a quote I heard, I think it might've been during the pandemic in a book. And the guy was talking about the famous quote where it says, um, the, what is it? The unexamined life isn't worth living, but he said, consider this, the unlived life isn't worth examining. Hmm. And that's stuck with me. And I know it's a cliche thing to flip quotes on their heads yes. but this time it really worked for me okay. yes it's just like the one quote that somebody said i don't know who someone's mother used to tell um this guy i went to camp with his mother told him this he, she said um it's nice to be important but it's important to be nice you told me that many times i didn't tell you that many times yes, you did. no i didn't okay you tend to exaggerate stuff a lot i've heard that from you before on several occasions. Not and I think even on this podcast. Maybe on this podcast, but I don't think I... I don't know that I told you that more than once, so... Oh, I believe you. Or more than twice, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. But... We'll see. Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. And you're still down to see Lady Ray, which is cool. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, her stuff... Um, I really like her style of music. It's it's really different. Yeah. Um it it almost reminds me of Leon Bridges um style, except it's more upbeat, I think. I think her first album, I could be wrong, but I wanna say it came out in ninety nine and she's only done like two albums since then. Wow. Yeah, so she's not very pro prolific. Mm -hmm. But I like your stuff. Yeah. And I think it would be cool to see her in concert. Yeah. There's a lot of concerts I regret not going to. Uh -huh. So as I get older, I think I want to see more of them. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But then you also have to think, well, you're not going to be able to see everybody. Of I'm not, not. going to be able to see everybody. There are people that I would have, I wish that I would have seen before they died or before they stopped touring. But I have also resigned myself, my, uh, myself to the fact that I'm not going to be able to see everybody. Right, but not... do what you can. Try, try, but if you can't, you can't. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of this also depends on venues. So an example I have in recent memory was I wanted to go to the Janet Jackson concert yep. because Luda was opening for her and the tickets were cheap. Yep. And I really wanted to take you with me because I wanted an excuse to dance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense to go there and dance as just like one guy. Yeah. So that was a deciding factor of me deciding not to attend the concert. Okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 That'll be good. Yeah, we're going. That'll be good. Yeah, we're going. That'll be good. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to talk about something else yesterday. Talk about it. 
Remember that that um, I this was after the concert, and we were kind of hanging out, and some guy oh, came yeah. up to us. That was the weirdest. Okay, so this guy came up to us and he goes, "Oh, you two are like the best." And um, is there anything I can do to um, for you to use my eyes and um, have me explain what's around you? I'm thinking, what? That's weird. So that for a, a little bit scene. more context, we are standing in front of the Starbucks at Pioneer Square, which attracts a lot of weirdos anyway. It does. Yes. Yeah. And I think I was just like, uh, no, thanks. You're good. But and, and then he told and then he was talking about Nordstrom's that you, know, you can get a suit at Nordstrom's. I'm like, OK. Oh, I totally missed that part. Yeah. I think by then you were zoning out. But I'm like, OK, uh we know uh, we have an idea about where. I mean, I was thinking we have an idea about where Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's was across the street. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this guy is really. Weird. That was like the one of the weirdest interactions we had. I wish I had a print book on me, so I could have just said, "Could you start from the first sentence and just go until the last one?" <laughs> okay, what do you mean by that? It's like have them read a book to us, babes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and not a, not a huge volume, but like a, a tiny little book. Yeah, you can read to us here. Read this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I. It was odd. Think that there has always been weirdos downtown, mm-hmm. but it's become more pronounced since. Defund the police, obviously. And, and like, when I got there, I noticed that there were, like, two ladies screaming. One lady was saying, I need help with my bag. And the other lady was screaming at somebody. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I really hope they're not here when we get back. But it just seems like people are using downtown as the hub of screaming. But, or, you know, I don't know. In some ways, it's always been like that. I remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, you used to go downtown on Saturdays mm-hmm. and you'd hear people preaching on the sidewalks about fire and brimstone near that same area. Okay. And well, it doesn't I mean, seem like you get as much of that anymore. And now, I, having said that, I can't remember the last time I hung out at Pioneer Square on the weekend. Okay. I wouldn't want to do that. Though. Mm. Um, it just seems like you got a lot of degenerates <laughs> there hanging out. Um, well, pretty much every day of the week, really. Yeah, it's a little bit more on the weekends, but I hear what you're saying. Where you did, know, go ahead. Um. Oh. 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 Uh, ask your question first, and I have one, another one. You know what I was thinking about? Yeah. We haven't heard the help a disabled veteran dude since before the pandemic. Who is that guy? I don't know his name, but he used to always go down to Pioneer Square. For years, I would see him. I didn't know. I don't. I didn't remember that there was a guy down yeah, there. Yeah, and he would yell out, "Help a disabled veteran! Help mm-hmm. a disabled veteran!" And he'd just repeat that. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. he have a sign? I don't know. I just heard him talking, babe. So really? I said that. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of touches my heart because I do have uh, veterans in my family. I have a lot of them. Mm. Um, one of them has died. I, I've I've had. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. This was like. 15 years ago, Bub. Okay, keep going. 16 years ago. Bub, you know about this. You you know about this this relic. Well, I, I'm still sorry for your loss, babes. Oh, I appreciate that. You're welcome. But I didn't lose him last night. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, 
so that kind of touches my heart, but at the same time, if you're just repeating it and you don't have a sign and you don't have anything to um, get your donations in, then I'm not going to give you anything. Have we ever discussed the Stolen Valor videos? The Stolen Valor videos? Yeah. No. What is that? Okay. Basically, there's all these videos on the internet of people dressing up as veterans and they'll have their uniform on yeah and then somebody who actually served in the military will go up to them and start asking them questions about their service yeah that we as laymen don't know but people who've actually served should have an understanding of Mm -hmm. and these people just fall apart and then the veterans start yelling at people who are faking having served really yes so he would he would it's not one particular person, babes. It's a bunch of people. And these videos are accessible online. That's insane. Yeah. So so just uh-huh. by them falling apart, they would figure they would um they would think that they didn't actually serve? Well, because they couldn't answer simple questions about serving. Oh. So what was your rank? Most people can get that. What was your, I guess, ID number? Yeah. Um, where did you serve? It gets a little bit more complicated than that. But again, I'm a blind dude who never served in the military. So I don't remember the questions. I don't I don't know that I'd want to watch a veteran actually yelling at people that are not veterans. Why not? Uh, I mean, I get that veterans are frustrated with people that are not veterans. I get that. But I don't know if I want to watch a video like that. Okay. I don't know if the dude know. at Pioneer Square was a veteran or not. But when I see him, I think of those videos. Wow. Yeah. But you don't remember him carrying any signs or... Well, babes, I couldn't see him. I just heard him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really does. I mean, those kinds of things... And then you have to ask, well, are these people playing on people's emotions? Because you can easily get someone to do something if you know what emotional button to push. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whether it's babies in Africa, whether it's children with AIDS or mothers with AIDS or, or whatever. Mothers and children are the ones that can really get people's um, hearts going. Oh, yeah. If you get them uh, if you if you get them going in the right direction. Nice. So uh, I don't know. But some people some people use that for their benefit to make profits um, to profit off of them like. Like, like, you know, even with the scammers where um, I got a couple of phone calls from a guy impersonating a police officer. Yeah, I remember you told me about that a bunch of times. He will just keep calling you back. Yeah. And, and he'll wait like a couple months sometimes and then. Uh-huh. And, and, all, they, yeah, and all they do is they pick a, a name and a number from a database. It's mm-hmm. basically what it is. And I'm, 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 it just makes me so angry because um, that makes police officers police officers that are actually doing their job look bad and he's profiting off of unsuspecting people that really think he's a police officer i can't remember if i told you this here okay but i was getting a lot of spam calls uh-huh. and then maybe a couple of months ago it died down a fair amount yep and i think the reason why is because i would always when I would get those calls, I'd mark them as spam. Yeah. And I think people got the message that if we call this number, he's going to, he's hit to the fact that we're scammers. Yeah. Yep. So I think I got taken off some lists because yeah. of that. 
Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm glad that I have to look at my settings for spam because I need to figure out how to set that. So that if Oh, and by the way, the the 360 number that you heard yesterday? Yeah. That was actually the the cab driver calling. I just realized it. What do you mean? When we were at When we were waiting, we were trying we were waiting for our ride back home? Yeah, no, I knew that, babes. You did? Yeah, that's why I said answer the phone. And then right after that, you got a notification that there was a cab. And then you called them Oh, back. you did? Okay. Yeah, I put that together right away. I just, I just sent him a message, yeah. Yeah. I would have preferred that you called instead of just texting back and forth. But we made it work. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. Very quiet. And then your mama called later that night. Yeah, she she wanted to know what we were doing, and I said uh, we're in the middle of making dinner right now, and she insisted she see my face, <laughs> and I knew my aunt and uncle were visiting the Philippines, and she said, "Do you know that they're th that they're here?" I said, "Oh yeah, I knew that because she told me," and then um, I did a video, I did a Facetime call with her, and she said, "Oh, I want to see Rick," and <laughs> so. You saw my mom and my, one of my aunties. And as you're coming out into the living room, I rush to put on my socks. Because I have a weird thing about having socks on when there's a video phone call or I'm answering the door. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have a thing where I'm wearing sandals and I'm like, I don't want people to look at my feet even though I don't have, like, ugly feet. I got messed up feet. Yeah. But I know it. Yeah. They're not, like, the worst feet ever, but... I'm not going to become a foot model anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what would be fun, babes? What? Is to take somebody like Quentin Tarantino, who has a foot fetish, Ew. and sew him my feet <laughs> alongside <laughs> the feet of, like, a couple supermodels and, like, one old lady. Yeah. And see who if he could tell <laughs> whose feet is who. <laughs> They're probably... I'm guessing you could do that if you're really that into feet. <laughs> I'm sure he would be able to tell, right? Yeah. That's my assumption. So <laughs> I did I forgot that he wasn't he was in, into feet. Yeah. I have very complicated feelings about Quentin Tarantino. Uh-huh. I love a lot of his movies. I think he's a little bit confused on race stuff. Uh, and he has some weird feet things. And some of his comments feel, in his movies, to me, feel a little bit homophobic. But I could also be misreading Really? That. Like, what do you mean? Well, like the whole Top Gun speech in that one movie. Are you talking about the original Top Gun? I'm talking about the speech he gave about the movie Top Gun in that one movie, babes. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't remember the speech. Okay, but fair enough. Okay. Um, and I heard somewhere that Roger Avery helped him with that. So I, mm. who knows? Okay. But overall, I enjoy his work. But it's weird when you have an artist who you appreciate their stuff. There's a lot of things about them that you disagree with. But it's not necessarily just in their personal life. It also bleeds into their art. Like right. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. The race stuff is the most noticeable. What, what about the race stuff? He's very confused about race. Yeah, but what is confusing? What is he confused about? Well, he thinks he's part of black culture. What? Yes. 
How's that and possible? His reasoning, at least this is what I gather from the interviews I've seen with him, is that because his mom dated somebody who was black when he was a kid and they used to go to movies together, he's part of black culture. No, I think if you get part of black culture, you actually have to be black. Like the scene in Pulp Fiction, which is a movie that I love, yeah. but always turns me off. Mm-hmm. And always, I feel cringe every time I've seen it. And the first time I saw it, I actually almost walked out of the movie theater. Are you serious? Yes. Was it scene where Jules and Vincent go to his house mm-hmm. and he starts preaching about the dead N-word storage? Quinn Tarantino does. Wow. And I was, I was really taken aback by that scene. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that must have been a disturbing scene. Well, it is because it feels very racist. Yeah. And you're also not having it delivered by a great actor. It's being performed by the director and writer of the movie. So let's say if instead of Quentin Tarantino doing it, it was Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. Right? It still might feel a little bit weird, but if he didn't write the script and wasn't directing it as well... You could say, well, he's acting this part of this guy who's racist. Did Quentin Tarantino um, direct this movie? Pulp Fiction, yeah. That was a huge watershed film for him and our entire country. So that's why you feel cringe every time you... Because, yeah, he wrote the scene where he's just like throwing around the N-word. And he... I mean... I've heard that he brought in Robert Rodriguez to direct his portion of Pulp Fiction. But still... It feels kind of cringe. It feels very cringe to me. I would think it was cringing if I was, I mean, I don't know much about Samuel L. Jackson, but if I was Samuel L. Jackson, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable about that either. He's defended Quentin Tarantino on this before. Really? But it was during the period where Quentin was getting shit for the movie Jackie Brown because Ordell Roby, Samuel L. Jackson's character, uses the N-word so much. Uh-huh. You remember that, right? Of course I did. How could I forget it? No, but you remember the controversy around No, but I... No, I don't remember the controversy, but I can understand why it would be a controversy. Spike Lee spoke up against the movie and said that it was racist to have a white writer write the N-word so many times and use Samuel L. Jackson to deliver it. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with Spike Lee on that. I think it's odd that he didn't criticize Quentin Tarantino for Pulp Fiction, though. He should have done that. Then. Yeah, that to me would have been a lot more legit. I don't think it should be used by anyone, but that's 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 me. I don't care if the I don't care if Samuel Jackson is black. I don't care if uh, you know black people want to unite other black people by using it positively. I think it's a disgusting word, and I don't think it should be used in any any movie. But that's that's me. Oh, I know I'm, you know maybe I sound a little too strict about it. But I think that I, you know, you're right though. He he should have he should have gone after Quentin Tarantino for that. If you're going to go after Tarantino for that type of stuff, I think Pulp Fiction would have been the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's his prerogative. I don't know if they're cool again. Quentin Tarantino did appear in Girl Six mm-hmm. as himself at the beginning of the movie, and that was. After Pulp Fiction came out, but before he made Jackie Brown. It is a funny cameo, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. If I remember the movie right, and I only saw it once in the movie theater, it's not that good of a film. 
It's but, called Girl Six. Yes, right? it's about the phone sex industry. Yeah. But this lady wants to become an actress, mm-hmm. so she's auditioning for a director who wants her to get naked, and it's Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Yes. Is that supposed to be like a, a dark comedy, or is it um, a drama, or? It has a little bit of everything in it. Okay. It's falls into that Spike Lee thing of it's a little bit too heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. And I feel that he makes that mistake a lot. And sometimes he'll go overboard in the music like he did in He Got Game. Hmm. And other films. Okay. Yeah. By the way, did we ever talk about the Leonardo DiCaprio story with the N-word? No, this but is crazy. Uh, I, okay. And this also relates to Quentin Tarantino. Really? Okay. So they're shooting Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't watched it together, but have you seen it? I don't have any desire to see it. I like it. It's not my favorite movie. Though. I don't like the idea of um, a woman being whipped. I don't know. I just don't like... I don't like... It's a little bit more complex than that. Scenes and that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So in the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio plays the owner of, I think it's called the Candyland Plantation, which is like the fourth biggest plantation in America. And this is based, obviously, uh, around the time of the Civil War. Okay. So he's like super racist. Mm -hmm. And there's a day where he's supposed to use the Mm N-word. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio comes to set and he's talking to all the black people on the mm-hmm. side of the movie mm-hmm. and saying, I don't know if I can say this word and how are we ever going to get through this? Mm-hmm. The story goes that Jamie Foxx tells him, hey, you know, listen, we're going to get through this together. You're an actor. I'm sure we could find a way to make it less offensive, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the legend is Samuel L. Jackson goes up to Leonardo DiCaprio and says, listen, you're an actor. You're paid to do this. So do your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I cut out the expletives that mm-hmm. are floating out there. Because there were some MFers in that original story that I heard. Of course. And in that story, I side with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like I said, I don't like the word. I don't think it should be in any movie. Um, I'm glad Leonardo DiCaprio talked to the people on the set because it sounded like he really didn't want to do that. But he is playing a slave owner who is extremely racist. But he didn't have to do the movie either. Exactly. So he chose to do the movie where he plays a slave owner. I mean, anyone could say, hey, look, I, I, I wanted to do this movie. I wanted to be in this movie, but I can't do it because... Uh, fill in the blank there. Mm-hmm. He could have easily said, I don't want to do the movie. And that's why I think I side with Samuel L. Jackson. Because you chose to do the film, the dialogue's in there, and your job is to deliver. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get it. I mean, he should have just said right there, like, I, I want to do this movie, but I think you should find another person to be the slave owner because I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then... He went on to work with Quentin Tarantino again in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, wow. So this is the thing. I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A lot of people now have started calling it Quentin Tarantino's masterpiece. What is the premise? The premise is 
Leonardo DiCaprio plays Rick Dalton, who is an imaginary actor that was on some TV show in the early 60s that was canceled. And now he gets paid money to go over to Italy and make cheap films. Mm -hmm. And Brad Pitt is his assistant, basically. Like, he gets him drugs, he gets him women, they party mm -hmm. together, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And he, Brad Pitt feels a little bit weird because he's living in Rick Dalton's shadow. Yeah. Rick Dalton feels odd because his career is going downhill. Mm -hmm. This is in the backdrop of Charles Manson, Sharon Tate's. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember Brad Pitt's character's name, but he was friends with the guy who owned the farm where the Manson family was staying. And at once seen in the movie, he goes out there. Mm -hmm. And then the night when Sharon Tate is supposed to get killed, mm -hmm. uh, Brad Pitt basically stops that from happening. Okay. So it changes history. but And it's a great movie, mm -hmm. but it's not his masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. It's not what I think should be considered his best film. Yeah. You know. Um, and even though I personally think that Jackie Brown is his best work, mm -hmm. he's going to be remembered for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. What do you think of what I just said? I don't know. I Or he should be remembered for Pulp Fiction. I'm pretty neutral on Quentin Tarantino. I don't. Uh, you know, take him or leave him. <laughs> I'm not really like a big fan of his okay. stuff. I don't know much of his stuff. I'm a fan, but I have a critical eye when it comes to him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Give me the names of some artists whose work you really, really enjoy, but you have issues with them. Mm. With, with their art. With their art? You have issues with their art, even though you love a lot. Um, are you talking about, like, issues with their personal life? No, or? I'm talking issues with their art, even though you love their art. Mm. Mm, I'm sure that there's something. That's a real, I had to think about that. Because. It's easy just to say, I love the art, but their personal life is crazy. But it's a little bit more complicated to say, I love their art, but this stuff is a little bit cringe for me. I I had to think about that really. I mm. had to sit down and think because um it's easy to say oh their personal life is horrible and they're a horrible wife and or husband or father or whatever. I could say that with you know because I uh, you know I'm I'm on the outside looking in but I don't know. <laughs> I had to I had to think about that. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. What are you doing with my ears? Huh? You have ears. I know. You must like my ears a lot. I love your ears. They're jello ears. Yes. Okay. Are you excited to do some reading today? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, like I said, it's kind of slow right now because they're just making plans to go on this trip to Paris. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, he's talking about Oliver Wendell Holmes and the people that are going with him. Um, so I, I'm anxious to. I'm, I'm, I'm. You said it was gonna get better. And yes. I trust you on that. So, we'll see. And the guy has an interesting voice. Yes. You know, he kind of reads like this. He like this. Talks like this. Yes. 
like like he's a he's a very smart guy, but he has a weird voice. He does. He almost sounds like a nerd, but he's a good reader. Now we got that little shawl. If that makes any sense, it does. Okay, let's get back to cooking. We had uh we had some uh, problems with the alarm going off four times. Yes. One could say we had four problems. Then. Four problems. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's... Your oven or stove or whatever you want to call it has always been a little bit weird, though. Why is it weird? Well, it doesn't make any noise when it goes on. Or it does, but it's very low. It's a clicking sound, yeah. Yeah. It's just always felt off to me. Oh. Well, that's not something I can control. I'm just saying what happened, babes. Okay. So we make barbecue chicken last night, put it in the oven, and... I don't like to dilly-dally. Like, as my oven's preheating, I like to prepare everything. And mm-hmm. Alana's kind of like, oh, it'll be way, 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 Bob. What? So. I didn't say that. No, but that's the implication. I didn't imply anything. Okay. The oven's on for a little while. Alana goes to talk to her mom and do other stuff. And then finally we get the stuff in the actual oven. Alarm goes off, turn it off. Alarm goes off, and then I turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, even though it sounds weird. <laughs> and then, so what I did was I opened the window and I put on the air conditioner. It goes off again for a second time, turn it off. You turn off the air conditioner. And I shouldn't have done that. Then it goes off again, turn it off, and then it goes off again, turn it off. And I'm thankful you were there because... I would not have been able to reach it. Yeah. And I didn't know how to turn the thing off. <laughs> um, it's very annoying. Yes. 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 So that was a story. I don't know if it was that good. No, it wasn't good. But but we <laughs> did. Now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, what we didn't have a chance to do was marinate the chicken overnight. Yeah. Because this was a kind of a crazy... Um, a crazy week. Mm-hmm. Um, so had we had a chance to marinate the chicken overnight, then it wouldn't have gone off. Part of it wouldn't have gone off that way and, um, with the alarm, but I should Why have. Why do you bought, think that? I don't know. Um, because then we wouldn't have to keep the oven on so long. But maybe it's also because you were saying that a bigger um, foil lasagna pan would have been better for the chicken because it would have had a lot of room. Um, there would be more room for the chicken and the, the pan would be able to hold heat. A little bit thicker. A little bit thicker, yeah. And thicker barbecue sauce. Yes. Well, that wouldn't have affected the alarm going off. It just would have made the chicken a little bit more tasty, I think. The chicken it, was still tasty. It was good. But I'm saying... It would have had to do more taste and not with the alarm. Yeah. So I just burped. So I should have I should have bought a lasagna pan, the, the one that I got the last time. Yes. Which I thought that's what you're gonna do. I didn't realize how small they were until I got them and I'm like, oh wait. So oh. there's that. Let's prep our stuff so it can go into the oven when it actually finishes preheating. Yeah. Right. Um and then again, your oven is a little bit weird anyway. Okay. 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 It's like the woman who lives here. Hey. No more weirder than you, bubs. Actually, I think you're weirder than me. 
a unique soul. You like uh, cucumbers, kimchi, and avocado yeah. together. I think it's really disgusting. You think it is. Yes, I do. But I don't. I would say, babes, that I am a tortured genius who is ahead of his time. I don't know if you're a genius or tortured, but you definitely are a weird one. Well, you think I'm extremely smart. Uh, smart, extremely smart, not quite. Oh but my smart. goodness! <laughs> you know a couple things, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You know a couple things, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob. <laughs> you're making fun of Jay Oh my goodness! I love you. Um, but the chicken was really good, it actually. Was really good. Um, and um, the bacon, uh, we had some barbecue chicken sandwiches, bacon. Oh, that was and the other thing that upset me. What? So when it goes off for the last time, I'm trying to cook the bacon. I don't know what the deal was. It usually yeah. doesn't do that. Usually, when the bacon is being cooked on my skillet, it's fine, totally fine. Yes. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's the batteries because they did check the alarm. Um, they have checked our alarms, like, might have been, like, last year. Nice. And um, everything's fine. Well, good, Jello. Good. Yeah, good, Bubby. Good. Good, Jello. Good. Yeah. We ate. Good meal. Yep. And uh, you go to clean up. I'm in the living room. Watching YouTube videos, mm -hmm. thinking to myself, oh, we're going to watch a fantasy film tonight about these little mermaids or something. No, it wasn't a little mermaid. It, it was... wasn't, but it was about little mermaids. No. This is what, but this is what I'm thinking, babe. Yeah. Because we're going to watch the movie Mermaids. Yeah. And I just think to myself, this is like little girls gone wild in the sea or something. <laughs> but not sexually. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. And you get done, we drink some water, head to the bedroom. My goodness. <laughs> Luckily, the movie was on audio description. Mm -hmm. And we start watching Mermaids. <laughs> and I haven't watched it in a long time. I've watched it um, a, a couple of times when I was a kid, and I really liked the movie. This was surprisingly very, very, very well done. Yeah. It was not what I expected in a good way. Yeah. Yes. This was um uh this is one of those uh, those movies that I that you saw that you liked besides uh Welcome Roxy Carmichael. Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael. Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael. Is another film with Winona Ryder that I really enjoyed. I thought Heather's was good too, but these other films were just like a cut above. So And she's good in Edward Scissorhands even though her character is evil, but she didn't blow me away. But this one, she was really good. Yes. Um, I forgot how young she was, but um, yeah, she's she's always playing some weird, quirky characters. I like that. I don't want to see an actor who only does Marvel movies. Yeah. You know what drives me crazy, babes? Okay, and then we can talk about mermaids. Allegedly, will supposedly, allegedly, I'm dyslexic. Bubs. Okay. Go on. I don't get. Why people talk about Marvel movies like they're the best films ever made. Like, I, I get that they make a lot of money, but sometimes when you see YouTube critics, mm -hmm. they'll just fawn over these Marvel films. Like, they're just the most incredible things they've ever seen. Well, maybe it's because that's the kind of films they like. Have you thought of that? Ah, oh, God, that's a good point. Maybe it's the kind of films they like and you, that may not be your taste in films. And it's not like, everybody likes this film. It's that that's what they like. 
It's possible. Just like we're crazy about chocolate, right? Yes. And the weird people that don't like chocolate are just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're probably thinking, oh, I should like chocolate, but I don't. And meanwhile, we don't even like high quality chocolate. Like I love Hershey's, which I'm told is very, very low quality. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not like the, the, the kind you get from Germany or, you know, other European countries. It's. By the way, what? That's the other thing we forgot to talk about. What's that? You lost something yesterday. I, oh, it's just a, it's just a, it was just a Kit Kat bar that went under. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It'll probably show up somewhere. It's not a big thing. Okay. It'll probably show up somewhere when I'm sweeping or vacuuming. Nice. That happens. Either that or the rats will get it. The rats? There's no rats in here. Okay, good. Bubs. What? You saying you you saying that there's something there's something going on in my apartment where there's a hole? No, I'm just joking, babes. No, there's no rats in here. I would know that. We've discussed this. I had an ex who had a hole in her apartment, and a rat snuck in one night. That is so gross. Ew. I was just willing to stay in bed and keep the lights on because rats don't like lights, and we oh, keep the door open. But she is... was freaked out, and we didn't discover this until like three in the morning. That is so gross. Yeah. She freaked out, though. I would be freaking out, too. I'd be like, I want to get out of here. I want someone to um take the rat out of my apartment and, and fumigate it and fix the hole. So I, we've established many times that I'm a blind guy. Yeah. But the way she told the story is she turned on her light, which is true, because she heard we both heard something. Mm-hmm. And the rat was looking directly at her. Where was the hole? The hole was in her living room. My gosh. Earlier that night, it was me, her, and a friend of ours was over there, and we were hanging out. And me and her didn't feel anything, but my friend felt something on his leg. And at first, he's joking. He's like, is that one of you? We're like, no. no. And later on that night, because she just kept the door to her bedroom open when we were doing our thing. And afterwards, we were talking. We're about ready to go to bed. She hears something, turns on the light, and she says that the rat was looking right at her. That's so gross. And then she just screamed bloody murder. I would be freaking out, too, because uh, first off, I would be freaking out if that there was a hole in my living room. And and by the way, they can go into a quarter. They can come in from under the floor um, with just a quarter size hole. Yep. That's how that's how um, small they can get through. And it's gross. Gross. I, I would be freaking out there would be even a hole there. Oh. Ew. By the way, this is the same girlfriend who used to keep her back door open in the summertime when she would go to sleep. Yeah, I would not do that. Yeah. I don't even care if I needed air in there. I would not do that. Was she living on, really quick, was she living like on the, the ground floor or the third floor? So the way her apartments were set up, it was kind of like... How do I want to describe it? Like almost like a a mini home on the first floor, but they were connected. It wasn't like it's like two houses connected. It wasn't a duplex. It was Mm -hmm. just like it was maybe six or seven apartments, but they were set up like mini houses. One floor things. Yeah, I actually really liked her apartment outside of the rat. Gross. And even the rat didn't bother me that much. Ooh, well, well, how long was it until she went back to your place? We left there early Sunday morning, and she told me that I think she didn't go back to her apartment until Thursday. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally. Where did she? Okay, so we leave. Yeah, I know where you guys go, but I mean, uh, let me tell the story, babes. And we crash at a friend's place for a couple hours, the same one that we kicked out earlier that night. I go back to my place and she calls up a friend of hers to stay there. And on Monday, she called her management. And I think they had to wait until like Wednesday to have somebody go over and fumigate her place. Okay. And then on Thursday, she came back. And then fixed the hole. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday... We were supposed to have a dinner as a thank you to the friend who let us stay at his place. And it was also an apology because we kicked him out. Yeah. But then we ended up blowing that. Uh-huh. Yes. I know. Because things got a little bit wild. This was before my J-Lo by several years. And we knocked all the food yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know the story. You told me the story. I don't have to hear it again. There, there may have I been. Know, I know. All right, all right, all right. We I don't know have there to tell was this. alcohol. I get. I heard the story. I was not surprised that that happened because <laughs> Rick's a wild one. I'm not a. I'm tame boy. No. Yeah, I'm. Tame well, the two boy. of you together, you two were wild ones. Basically. I don't know if I'd say that. Well, it did involve alcohol. You don't drink though. And no, I'm talking about you and that one girl. I know, but what I'm saying, babes, is you make it sound like if you have one drink, it'll throw the universe off course. I never said that, but that's I, what I gather. No, it's just not and like obviously, I use a little bit of hyperbole, but you get what I mean. It is hyperbole, yes, <laughs> hyperbole. What did I say? No, no, you didn't say it, you didn't say anything wrong. Oh, you just said you. the word hyperbole is a funny word, it is. Exaggeration. You want to get high, purbly. <laughs> I'm just joshing with you, the AJ Wolf. Uh, that was not one of your best jokes. And you know it's weird, babe. So we leave that place, and she has on a shirt and underwear. No pants. No, because she was freaking out the whole time, and. She's going to her closet, but she's grabbing onto my hand the entire time. Yeah. Because she's so weirded out by this rat. I, I would be too. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, I guess we're going. She didn't really pack much. So we're walking down the street at four in the morning. She It's January. It's probably really cold. It's pretty cold. It's not snowing cold, but it's... You, you'd know it was January. It's cold, yeah. Yeah. And she has uh, shoes, underwear, and a t-shirt on. And I have, like, all my regular clothes on because I what was... What happened to her pants? Oh, she didn't get it. She didn't yeah. get her pants. Wow. She didn't get her pants because she was so freaked out. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And you know me. I sleep in my street clothes. I think I still think it's weird. And I'm really good at packing. Yeah. So, like, I have all my stuff. <laughs> I'm, like, chilling out. I was wondering how that was going to happen because I'm like, well, how is she going to get her stuff out of the house if she doesn't want to go there? Yeah, the answer is she didn't. <laughs> so I think maybe she changed her shirt and maybe she took a hat or something. <laughs> but anyways, I also brought over a hoodie there because it was January. And I didn't know if I was going to be spending the night with her or going home the next day. So I threw on the hoodie. And we go to my friend's place, mm -hmm. and I think I let her sleep in the hoodie, and I got it back the next week. Mm -hmm. That hoodie, 
about a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. So this was January of 2014. Yeah. And my mom dies November of 2015. Yeah. Was the hoodie I was wearing when I found out that my mom died. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went through a lot with that hoodie. And that's also the hoodie that a friend of mine got me uh, when she was dumpster diving with her husband in 2011. Well, and, and by then in 2015, you already broken up with this person. Yeah. Okay. In fairness, she kind of ended it with me. Oh, that's right. I, I know the story. Yeah, I'm honest about that stuff. I'm not going to say, I ended it with her. No, no, she broke up with me, which is okay. Um, yeah. She wasn't a prize anyway. I was just, you know. Uh-oh. Doing what I could. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as I don't run into this said person, I'll be totally okay. You could be like, what do you think about rats? You have any good rat stories? Oh, Bubs. Yeah. I don't need to hear the her version of it because it sounds really gross and I don't like them. So. Thank you. After what happened in the Philippines, I. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. No, no, no. There wasn't any. There wasn't any loose ones. But my grandparents had a rat problem in the ceiling, and they were trying to get rid of it. Yes. Well, babes. What. You've taken us off subject again. No, you have. Again. <laughs> again, again. Could we please start talking about mermaids? <laughs> oh, how about this? Before Could then, I please? Before then, <laughs> why don't you give me a kiss? Oh, you just don't want me to. Oh, you just don't want me to. Kiss your good boy. Oh. Okay, mermaids. So... In the beginning, you you hear Charlotte talking about her family, and Charlotte is played by Winona Ryder, and she's the narrator of this movie for some of the scenes. And she refers to her mother as Mrs. Flax, <laughs> which is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, it made me laugh. I think it was better than her calling her mother by her first name, but mm-hmm. it's still weird. Mrs. Flax, and it was implied. So I haven't seen the movie in a long time. And I thought for a minute that Mrs. Flax was a babysitter, but it was actually Cher um, who played their mother, Rachel Flax. Hey, did she have any seeds? Uh, yeah, it's spelled like that too. F-L-E-X, seeds. Nice. Rachel Flax. Well, she actually had two seeds, right? That's right. Oh. Rachel and Kate. That's anyway, right. I'm sorry, Charlotte and Kate. Anyway, so... So, um, Rachel is having one of her flings... Because she's kind of like um, a uh, a teenager in an adult body in some ways. Would you agree? Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. So she dresses really sexy, really provocative. Yeah. She bubs. Sorry, babes. Keep going. You're distracting I love you. me. I love you, and that's the important thing. Keep Bubbies. Going. I love you, and that's the important thing. Keep going. Okay. So. Uh, so Rachel is unstable and eventually they, for some reason, they decide to move to, um, I think it was Boston. Was it Boston? No, it was a small town. Yeah, it was a small town. It might've been in Massachusetts though. Yeah, it was, I think it was somewhere on the East Coast. Um, there, um, her younger sister, Kate, is making friends who's played by a very young Christina Ricci. And we might also want to say that the movie is based on the early 1960s. Yep. Yep. Around the time of uh, uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination. Mm-hmm. 
So they're making friends. Um, Charlotte uh, meets this guy named Joe who um, works um, up the hill at a convent. Is that right? Yes. And he's like a young guy. I don't know how old he is. Might be a young teenager in, in 18 or uh, even in his early 20s. I don't know. But Charlotte is 15 and she's already swooning all over this guy. Thinking impure thoughts. She So um, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Charlotte is supposed to be like this devout Catholic. Even though her family is Jewish. Right. Yes. <laughs> she's kind of funny like that. Charlotte, we're Jewish. <laughs> really funny. Um, Rachel has no part in it. She doesn't want to to talk about her Catholicism or whatever, but whatever, but um but Charlotte is very a very devout Catholic and she's like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pay for this. I'm thinking impure thoughts about Joe. This is not good. Yes. Okay. Um, At one point she thinks he's pregnant just because they kissed, which is really <laughs> funny. Yeah, and then she's like telling the, this weird Catholic story about somebody getting pregnant and she said, well, well, um, Mary wasn't even with Joseph and she got pregnant anyway, but that was a different, that was different. Oh. And um, um, it was funny how she's like, okay, I guess it's silly to think that after one kiss, I could have gotten pregnant. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That You know what that reminded me of? Tell me. So that reminded me of the scene in um, Now and Then where, um, what was that girl's name? Chrissy. Chrissy, the young Chrissy, was saying something like, oh, well, like, hey, have you ever French kiss? And, and I think Christina Richards asking her that. And she's like, ew, I don't want to get pregnant. Uh, it's crazy <laughs> that this movie reminded you of another Christina Ricci film. It did. Yes. I just wanted to put that in there. Yes. And now and then is a good movie. It is good. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so this is going on. Um... Uh, Charlotte wants to get in, uh, get get with Joe. Uh, Rachel starts this relationship with Lou. He's one of the people that was at the um, PTA meeting. at the PTA meeting. And at first, I think this guy sounds like a total scumbag. I thought so too, just because he's older. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what to think, and, and and at the time, I mean, this is this is probably like the third time I'm watching the movie. I can't remember how many times. Might have been the third time, but. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I forgot about Lou. Also, a lot of times in real life when you have somebody come into a family dynamic, so it's a guy dating somebody with two daughters, he'll try to screw one of the kids. But he didn't do that. Not in this movie, no. He was actually the sane one in the movie. Yeah, he was. I uh, like that. That and Katie. Katie Katie was just a little girl. Kate was a little girl. She, yeah, I, I just say that she was little. I wouldn't say that she was sane. She was little. Yeah. She didn't know a lot. That's right. Um, but he was like the sane one in the family dynamic because um, Lou stuck around with Rachel and Rachel was thinking that Lou was just going to leave because that's what Rachel does. She leaves. Yep. Um, so that's going on. Um, <clears throat> Rachel is... All, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Charlotte is trying to find her dad... And she, some things come to a head and she runs away. Yes. And I thought this was kind of a funny scene because she, 
she finds this this couple uh was it the, the couple that finds her or she she runs into this I think she runs into somebody's house, but I could be remembering that wrong. And they serve her breakfast. I thought it was dinner. And no, then they serve she stays overnight. Okay, she stays overnight. She she um she meets this couple and they seem really perfect and they have two nice kids. And she's making up all these stories about her own family. My name is Sal Val. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a brother and a couple of sisters and um my family was working in the diamond mines and and just this really elaborate stuff and then Lou, you know, Lou and Rachel are worried about Charlotte and he um and they um get a call from the family. And um I guess they know Lou. They know Lou, yeah. So they pick her up. So I'm guessing that they figured out who uh Charlotte was. Yeah. <laughs> So she had to go home, and she's like, "Great, I gotta go back home." Um, what else can I say? Uh, there was a scene where it's like uh, New Year's. I think it was New Year's Eve. Yes, it was. And Rachel shares shares character dresses up as a mermaid for the costume uh, party, and so she goes to the costume party. Lou and her are having a disagreement. They're they're fighting, and she asks Joe to help her with their car because she's leaving to go home by herself, and the car isn't working. So Joe brings her home in the pickup, and she ends up kissing Joe. Yep. And of course, Charlotte is furious because he she already kissed him, and. She thought that she was pregnant for a little while. She thought while. she was pregnant with um, Jesus or something. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte's like, Joe, I can't believe you did that. How could you kiss her? You know she kisses everybody. It <laughs> sounds like Joe was oblivious to this. Yeah. She's like, okay. So she's angry with she's angry with Char um with uh Rachel. Meanwhile, um Charlotte and Kate are by themselves and they kind of hang out and they go into they go outside and and she's like oh um she's you know kate's gonna find some rocks she's like okay well i'm gonna do, go do something and she goes up to this tower and they're, uh -huh. they're kind of having an adventure she finds joe they end up having sex uh -huh. or whatever making out having no, sex. they had sex they had sex katie goes into the water and she accidentally slips and uh almost drowns in the water and one of the nuns finds kate and charlotte and joe get themselves together and they find kate and she's limp she gets to she she's taken to the hospital rachel's really upset and she's crying and and lou's with her and lou calls Charlotte back because she's at home and she's really upset and Joe knows she's upset and they call her back and say okay she Kate's gonna be fine she's in the hospital for um another day another day but she she's gonna be fine correct me if I'm wrong wasn't right before that they thought that she was gonna die yeah they did because yeah. because remember um Rachel was with with uh, Lou and she was repeating what they told Kate about her birth gotcha yeah and then... And then there was an argument. There was an argument. 
Rachel comes home. Rachel's like, I can't believe what you did. What were you thinking? The whole town knows what you did. What were you doing up there? Like, oh, well, I, I guess everybody knows what you did up there. And she's like, I made a mistake. I really made a mistake. And, and Charlotte's arguing with her. And she says, it's not fair. You're moving us around. And we are the ones that have to pay for everything because you want to move and, and I want to stay here. And it gets to the point to where um, Cher slaps her and you can hear it. <laughs> you want to add to it? You're doing a good job. Keep going with this. I want you to say something about it. Okay. So then they have a talk. Cher asks your girl, Winona Ryder, who played Charlotte, yeah. if she loved Joe. And she said that she thought she did. And basically, you know, it's going to be tough to stay here. But they agree to give it a year. She also, Rachel, um, Charlotte also asked about her dad. And yeah. The, the dad ends up marrying somebody else. And she wants to know, did her dad ever see her? Cher said yes when you were four. And she's like, oh, he wanted to see me? And she's like, uh, actually, he wanted a divorce. <laughs> My goodness. Keep going, babes. So they end up, well, um, Rachel was, was all ready to move, but they end up not moving. And Lou and Rachel are still close. And Charlotte says, you know, you know, because, oh, well, first off, uh, Katie's fine, but because of her abs accident, sometimes her hearing's a little fuzzy. And um, that was kind of a funny scene. <laughs> and um, she says, you know, mom doesn't realize this, but her and Lou are actually really good together. Oh. And that was pretty much the end of the movie. This was really good. Yeah, good movie. I think that maybe the ending was a little bit too Hollywoodish. I would have liked it if, they either moved or Christina Ricci's character died. But, you know, it was a film of its time, a yeah. studio picture, so I can roll with it to a certain extent. Yeah. I would give it an eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, too. It, um, the acting was really good. Um, I liked Winona Ryder's quirky character. Yep. Charlotte and... I thought Cher played a very good, irresponsible mom. It almost sounds like well, to me, I mean, from what I've been hearing, it sounds like she's actually cray-cray in real life, but who knows? Most people who are artists are. No, not everybody. I'm but, sure they're not. But. Keep going, babes. Oh, my goodness. Grabbing um, my eel. Huh? Grabbing my eel. A cute mm. eel. Thank you, the little eel. Anyway, um, the guy who plays Lou, I think it's Bob Hoskins. He's really good. What else has he been in? I don't know. Do you know? No, that's why I asked you because he said he's really good. In the movie. Okay. Not I don't know any of his other okay. acting stuff. But I'm guessing that she was he was much older than Cher. I don't know, but he's good in the film. Yes. Yes. I still want to see that movie Mask. I keep hearing about it and we can't find it. No, I've seen it before in school and I enjoyed it. It's not the best film ever made, but it's watchable. Yeah, I, I heard that um, Eric Stoltz is, is good in the movie. Yeah. And Cher also plays a dysfunctional mom in that film, too. Oh, does she? Yeah, she's really good in that. Okay. I think she might have either won an Oscar or got a nomination for that movie. Who played her husband? She's a single mom. Oh, is she? Mm -hmm. I thought I thought she had a husband in that movie. I don't think so. Now, granted, I saw it back in 95, but if I remember correctly, it's the two of them. And Eric Stoltz's dad is long gone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
What was the disease he had? Because it had to do with his face. Yeah, I forget the name of it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But it's well done. And I think this was after the whole debacle with Back to the Future. So Eric Stoltz was out to prove himself. What did he, who did he play in Back to the Future? He played... Oh, you don't know the story. No. Oh, you're going to love this. He played Marty McFly. Oh, he was going to. No, well... What? Check this out. Okay. They shot the movie for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. So they've got maybe halfway through the film and they fired him. Wow. Yes. Why? It's never come out. The speculation is that he was just not good in the role. Well, I wonder if he um I wonder if he's watched the Back to the Future movies and he has a little bit of a <laughs> a bitter taste in his Oh, mouth I would. Because they fired him from the movie and they got Michael J. Fox. But Michael J. Fox proved to be a good Marty McFly. I would totally be upset if that happened to me. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. It's different if you cast somebody and you, you know, cut them from the film at the last minute. That still really sucks. Mm -hmm. But to shoot maybe half of the movie, possibly a little bit more, and then decide to recast the lead role in a film that eventually becomes one of the most beloved trilogies of all time, mm -hmm. that's got to hurt a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So I think this was right after that happened. Wow. Like within a couple of months. When did the first Back to the Future film come out? Um, I'm going to say it might have been 1985. Yeah, and I think that's the same year that Mask was released. Yes. So... It's crazy. But and I remember that because, well, I mean, the 1985 release because um, when I was still taking classes at PCC, my professor um, mentioned it. And it's like, oh, it's the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Nice. Well, I know it's based in 85. Yeah. I don't know if that's when it I actually I think it was out. either 85 or, or sometime in the 80s. I don't know. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but then he did go on to play Lance in Pulp Fiction. Wow. But still, I don't know. If I had a choice of being Eric Stoltz and you could either be a small part in a masterpiece like Pulp Fiction or the lead in a trilogy that is beloved to this day, mm -hmm. I think I'd probably want to be Marty McFly than Lance. Oh, wow. But that's just me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that says about the movie Mermaids, but it is what it is. Oh, my goodness. So you've seen this with your family? Yeah, I have. Nice. Yeah, I did. In the theaters or when it was no, on home video? Um, I think we might have seen it on um, HBO because we had HBO. Nice. I don't think I heard about this film until we started dating. Wow. Yeah. That was a that was a um a popular film in the eighties. Well it came out in nineteen ninety. I mean nineteen ninety, I'm sorry. Mm. Sorry. It's weird. It was around the time. There's a couple of movies that I didn't know about until you and I got together. Like Hocus Pocus was another one. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't know yeah, I watched that when I was um a young teenager. Yeah. I guess some things just go under the radar, even if you are a huge film fan. Well, there there is a bunch of music groups that I and artists that I didn't even know about that were in the sixties and seventies and eighties. Until we got together. 
No, until I learned about the. <laughs> not until I got together with you. Like I didn't know about the. I didn't know about the band until years later. Wow. The band from Canada. I turned you on to some good music. Yes, you did. From those decades, though. Yes, you did. Yes. I mean, I knew about Curtis Mayfield, but I didn't know about his stuff much. Oh. I knew about Curtis Mayfield, but I just didn't know about like a lot of his music. But and you didn't know about the impressions. And yeah, I'm surprised. Um, I didn't know about the polyrhythmics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about Mark Burchard. I didn't know um, uh, about uh, Sturgill Simpson. Right. Yeah. And Sturgill a, Simpson. a group we listened to last night. Uh. Incog. Incognito, and then I introduce you to the stylistics. Yes. Yes. There we go, there, little Jewel. Which, from what I understand, they're still performing. I'm happy for them, babes. Oh. If I if they come here, I might go and see them. Well, I'd like to go with you. Well, I'll go by myself if they come on a night when you have school the next day. Okay. And I'll tell you what it was like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bob, I can't go. Bubs, <laughs> come on. Would you go to see them if you had classes the next day? Well, it depends on when my class started. Oh, my goodness. What? No, I love you, babes. Bubs, give I have to be kiss, honest. Give me a kiss, babes. No. Okay, give me, give me a kiss. No. Because I have to be honest, too, babes. Oh. I need a kiss. And so do you. No. Yeah, give me a kiss. Why? Because you need one, so give me one. Why? Okay. All right, because you need one. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, addicted to kicking. Yes. But it's good. Thank you. Kisses are good. <laughs> so Mermaids was a good movie. Yes. And after that, we watched... Jeremiah Johnson, which I've only seen it once uh, before that. And I thought that, you know, I thought I liked it for, you know, what I saw. But I also forgot that I was tired when I saw it the first time, too. And... Both of us were really tired, actually. We started movie night late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time it was over, it was already 12. But yeah. um, I'm going to have you give you give a brief recap because it was really hard to follow for the both of us. It was. And I watched it. The first time I watched it, I was in my U.S. history class my junior year of high school. I don't think I've ever seen this movie before, but I've heard about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was just the name. I knew that there was some film from the 70s called Jeremiah Johnson. And it was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. This is going to be very quick because, again, I was asleep for part of the movie. I, yeah, and I was tired, too. Only a small part, maybe like five minutes. But it was really hard for me to follow. It was hard for the both of us to yes. follow. Yeah. Basically, it's based in kind of like the Old West. And some indigenous people are warring with the white man. Mm-hmm. Right? And Jeremiah gets in these battles. He has some friends. He does something to help uh, these Native Americans. He, he he gets a wife. And they give him mm-hmm. a wife. And they give him a wife, okay. yeah. So it's, now it's him, the friend, and his wife. And then the wife just one day is like out of the picture, I think. Yeah, the last thing you see of her is her sleeping. He's looking at her sleeping, and then you don't see her again. Yeah, it's kind of like if you remember that kid seven who they added to Married with Children, how one day oh, he's wait, just wait, gone wait. from who's, the show. Whose child is that? Was that Marcy's child? No, you know that story. No, I don't remember it because I didn't see all the episodes. I, I remember this. I remember seven, but I just don't remember. Okay, so basically, 
Katie Seagal got pregnant in real life. Yeah. So they knocked her up on the show. Mm-hmm. But what had happened was her daughter was born stillborn. So they thought it might be weird for her to be around a baby. They yeah, made it a dream it. sequence, but the network wanted them to add a cute little kid. Yeah. Bobcat Golfweight played one of her relatives, and I forgot who who played his wife. Bobcat Golfweight? Yes. Did? Yes. And, you know, Peg's family was really country and bizarre and yeah. whatnot. So they have their kid, Seven, who they drop off and leave with Alan Pegg. And they're now supposed to raise Seven. He's there for a couple of episodes, and then he's just suddenly gone. So the yeah, wife I, I, yeah. is like the Jeremiah Johnson's version of Seven. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so you don't know whatever happens to Seven? The no. family don't pick him up? They don't pick him up, and then one day he's just no longer on the show, <laughs> and they never mention him again. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. Wow. Anyways, there's more battles. Him and his friend separates. Jeremiah Johnson kills a bunch of Native Americans. And then at the end of it, he's with his friend again. The friend says, oh, I'm going to hell. The movie ends. The friend does? Yes, at some point in the movie. Bear Claw. Yeah, yeah. he's basically saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. I think that was Bear Claw. Was okay. it a Bear Claw or a... Dell. And then Bear Claw goes on a date with Jessica Day. Uh, not that one. And hangs out with old Nick for a minute. You're getting that old Nick. with the new old girl. Nick, come back here. Bubs, yes. you're getting that mixed up with the new girl. Oh, oh, sorry, Nick. I thought that was the sequel. No. Okay. Old Nick, come back. I love that. But he goes behind the, what is it? He goes behind the dumpster? Yeah. <laughs> I love the episode, too, where Nick is dating this girl who he thinks is homeless. Oh, what was this? That's a couple seasons later. Okay. We'll get there when we get there. What happened? I don't want to give away the episode. I would imagine it's a pretty funny episode. It's a pretty good episode. <laughs> yes. But anyways, I digress. Babes. But Bear Claw, Bear Claw was really weird. He's like, I love cooking. Yes. Love it's my cooking. only outlet. It's my only outlet. <laughs> Just, I mean... Jess seems kind of quirky, too, but yes. not as quirky as Bear Claw. It's a great show. Yeah. Nick, you called the wrong person because she was supposed to be with some... She was supposed to date somebody else. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Gun to your head, you have to rewatch the episode with old Nick or Jeremiah Johnson again. What do you choose? Well, the problem with Jeremiah Johnson is part of it. I was really tired and I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. I'd rather watch episode with old Nick, which isn't a bad episode. It's That's really a great. I, I love that episode. <laughs> and he, and she's supposed to. She's supposed to date. The, uh, go on a date with the cute guy. And yes. Nick, you called the wrong person. <laughs> That's great stuff, babes. That was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. And she's supposed to be in her early thirties, right? I think late twenties when late the show 20s. starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's cool that she's singing on the theme song. Yeah, and that her character is, like, really quirky. Yeah. 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 I think there's a fine line between... Well, maybe not a fine line. Uh, Like, there's a a thing where somebody can be quirky, but but sane, and there are people that are just weird. Yeah, I would agree. Did I tell you what happened to me the other day, babes, like, as I'm going to see you? What happened? When was this? This was yesterday. Okay. I take the bus... Mm-hmm. Because I was so lazy. 
And there was this guy behind me who was clapping and just sort of mumbling to himself. Oh, weird. Yeah. There's some weirdos on the bus. There are. He was clapping and mumbling to himself? That's did what he, I just Did said. he have any earphones on? I don't know, babes. Wow. He was behind me. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I know this doesn't really bother you, but... I've been on buses where people would sing to the music and there are songs where I really wanted to hear and it was distracting me to hear people singing. <laughs> and some people are singing with their earbuds, but it's really bad. Oh. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> it, it's funny to me. Nice. But you know. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, God. Like I had this driver, nice guy, but sometimes he sings with the music and it's like, I want to hear the music. I don't want to hear extra singing. Nice. Well, I don't know. Oh, I'm happy for but you. But that's there. just me. Yeah, that's just you. That's just me. Just you. Yeah. Good. Well, babes. Oh, you had a dream. Uh, yes, and we recorded it, and now I don't remember what it was. It was a dream that you went to this talent show, and you were with a couple of Oh, singers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so yes, I'm at this talent show. There are a couple of singers who have put out albums who I'm kind of talking with. And I decide that I need to record a Neo Soul album, or at least two of them, mm -hmm. right? We start talking about the movie Brown Sugar. They're asking me questions about it, why I don't know. It's a dream. And I tell them, I don't know how much money this film made. It could have made $10 million, $50 million, $15 million. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it became very popular on home video. Wow. And at that point, a performer who has issues with me and this is, this is a real life thing mm -hmm. which is why i'm not going to say their name but whose work i really do enjoy mm -hmm. even though i think they hate my guts yeah they came on stage and performed and then i decided to get out of there nice yes very good there we go there little j whoa it's very good and you thought you had a dream but it turns out it was gas what no go ahead what no, I, I don't remember. I don't remember any dreams. I thought I had one, but I don't think I, I did. Nice. My little J-Lo was coughing a lot last night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's something in my throat. It sounds like you're concerned. I was. Yeah. I coughed a little bit, but not as much as you did. Yes. But I was gone. I, I went to sleep. I didn't get up until uh, probably after seven. Nice. I was tired. There we go there, little Joe. In fact, I might even take a nap after oh, this. Oh, oh. So we wrap it up? Yeah. All right, give me a kiss first. Okay. All right. Come okay. Mm. 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 Oh, my goodness. And you're wearing your All You Need Is Love t-shirt. I am. Which uh, you wore the day that you decided to make us exclusive. Was it? Yes. Oh really? Yes, it was. And and I and it's in one of the pictures that you have of me. Exactly. Aww. <laughs> I didn't realize you remembered that I was wearing the same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yes. I I thought that's kind of funny that I would have a well, all you need is love shirt. Yep. Nice. All right, babes. Anything else you want to say? No. All right, bye bye for now. Bye bye. Don't trust the Supreme Court. Bye bye. Hey, bye bye. Bye bye. Well, 